You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Our scripture reading is from the book of 1 Corinthians, a letter written by the Apostle Paul to, um, to a church that he'd started as a word of instruction and a word of encouragement. And in this particular passage, Paul is talking about how to be the church together, right down to the nitty gritty of how do you share in a community meal with one another? And in particular, how do you share in the Lord's Supper, which we remember this evening, Jesus' last supper with his disciples. So let's hear these words again from 1 Corinthians. This is a reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. I received the tradition from the Lord, which I also handed on to you. On the night on which he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. After giving thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this to remember me. He did the same thing with the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Every time you drink it, do this to remember me. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you broadcast the death of the Lord until he comes. This is the word of God for the people of God. Paul says, I received a tradition which I am passing on to you. So much of our faith is about tradition, especially as United Methodists. We really value our tradition. We understand it to be a lens through which we interpret the world, along with experience, along with reason, of course, grounded in scripture. But tradition's important, and yet it has all these layers to it. And usually it's a good thing, but not always a good thing. So there's tradition like of your childhood, whatever that means to you. It means different things depending on when you were born, how you felt about your childhood. But there's traditions there in each family, in each childhood. And then there's the tradition of the church, which again, for each of us means different things. For some people, it conjures up images of the organ or hymns, particular hymns, probably, for you. Um, There's a moment in time often for many of us that seems to encapsulate what tradition means when we think about the church. And then there's traditions of our nation, of our culture, of our race. Sometimes those things intersect with the traditions of our faith. Sometimes it gets muddy and confused and really shouldn't overlap as much. Tradition is really just about the transfer of customs or beliefs from one generation to the next. And I think nothing speaks more powerfully about tradition and the transfer of tradition than scripture and uh, and the examples that we have in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Before paper and ink were readily available, before people could read, really, uh, before that was a common thing, people told stories. And that's how things were passed down. That's how information was shared. Stories were told from father to daughter to son. 
and they were shared from generation to generation. And that's how the stories of our faith were passed down. That's why we have so many of the stories that we have from the Old Testament. Tradition really was the stories that were told. Tradition was the stories that were told. On the night before he died, Jesus gathered his disciples in an upper room. This is part of the story that we tell. And they didn't seem to realize it was his final meal, although he knew. And they'd gathered to celebrate the Passover together. Now the Passover itself is rich in story, so rich in tradition and and uh, words and things that are passed down from one generation to the next. It's a meal full of story. So when you celebrate the Passover, you remember, as the disciples would have on that night, about how God delivered people from slavery in Egypt. God parted the Red Sea. God led the people through the wilderness, provided bread from heaven, provided water from a rock. Uh, God took care of people. God showed mercy. God showed forgiveness. God offered wisdom. We have all these rich stories that are shared on a night like that night. And there's so much ritual to it, too. There are cups of wine that are consumed at various points during the story. There's bread and other particular food items that are eaten at significant moments as the story is told. All of that is interwoven together to create this meal. And that's the air into which Jesus speaks what he's about to say next. Jesus says, This is my body. This is my blood. He raises a cup left on the table. He lifts up bread remaining from the meal. And that's what he says. Jesus was part of this world of storytelling. Jesus was Jewish. These stories would have been ingrained in his being. And here he is adding something to the story, making his own mark on the story. Part of what it meant to be Jewish, part of what it means to be a person of faith is you got to tell the story. You got to talk about it. And that's the model that we have here in Jesus during the Last Supper. We hear these words whenever we take communion as a church, and we do that at least once a month, typically. Normally, we'd be doing that on a night like tonight. And together, in worship, we would hear, we would say, this bread is my body, this cup is my blood. It marks a new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you do this, remember me. These are words of our faith. It's part of our story. Well, tonight, of course, we're not celebrating the sacrament of communion. We invited you instead to have a favorite or familiar food on hand. And maybe some of you are pretty excited about this. I don't know what kind of food you've got at home. Um, if you've got something really tasty, if you've got a cookie or candy or, um, I don't know, whatever. Maybe you're excited about your food. I know I am. But maybe you have some mixed emotions because you're thinking, I really wish that we could be in the sanctuary for some of these worship services. Well, yeah, me too. And all these mixed emotions, they're okay. Because I have to imagine when Jesus came to that table that night, he had some mixed emotions as well. 
He was not certain about how he was going to feel in the days ahead. He was excited to share this final meal with his disciples. He was probably dreading what was about to happen. And yet, there he is at this table, and the way he chooses to move forward is to offer a new commandment of love. That's the path that Jesus chooses. In the midst of uncertain times, mixed emotions, he chooses love, and he chooses gratitude. And that's pretty consistent throughout his life, but this is a pivotal moment where he chooses it yet again, when he could have broken uh, broken with that trend and done something completely different. He remains consistent. Love and gratitude. And the disciples are about to discover just how far that love will really go for them and for us. Our tradition as people of faith, the thing that we should want to pass on is less about the songs that we sing or the way in particular that we order our worship. Although those things matter, those things have significance. But the thing we really should want to pass on, the tradition that's most important to us, is simply love and being grateful. Love for God. Love for one another. Love for ourselves. Love for God's creation. Love for strangers, for friends, for enemies, and gratitude through it all. Our invitation as we share once again this story of our faith, as we think about Jesus and the next few days and the events that unfold between now and Easter, our invitation is to choose love, to choose gratefulness, to imagine how we can share love with others, how we can pass on that spirit of gratitude. What a wonderful and rich tradition that we have the ability to share. What a wonderful story to be a part of. Let's take our place in that story tonight and let's claim that tradition as one that we're living out every single day. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.